Hear ye, hear ye. The king has a message for you. If you will lay down the arms of your rebellion and you will swear fealty to your king, he will pardon all your treason. Thus saith the king. Well, now the complaint emails are going to start rolling in. I'm glad you said that, Derek. We're in a fishbowl. It's a fishbowl. I can't breathe underwater. Instead of hitting your job, why don't you pray for your coworkers? Truth bomb. Dude, where are you going? This is not over. We're still recording. When was the last time you got murdered for your day? I'm going with never. No, he's not invited. I don't care. He's not coming on the he show. He's to come. He's not coming I've on the show. Stacks and stacks of email. You've got mail. And welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 5th. <laughs> That's not your cue, man. We are, of course, the Hear You Kings. I for one cannot believe you just said that. I'll flip this table right here, Derek. I'm not he's afraid. A, he's a socialist. He's straight up a socialist. Hey, Sean the Crazy. That new translation, Oh, uh, that's not even a translation. Dude, flat earth. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. You're crazy. Oh, crazy. Well, this is the only reason I read in third grade. Free pizza. Yes, they believe that. That's nonsense. Welcome back, sports fans. This is the Harry Kings Sports Fan Podcast. <laughs> This is your host, J.D. Walker, coming to you live behind my golden microphone. Alongside me is a man who needs no introduction. Do you have a nickname? No. Derek, hand me another cup of coffee, yes. Earl. I got a new nickname. I love it. Awesome. Cool, dude. Well, this week, we've got another guest, man. I'm so excited for this podcast. Yeah. We have our first doctor on the show We this do. Week. A real doctor. Not only is this man my friend. A doctor. He's also my veterinarian. Please welcome <laughs> Mr. Dr. Adam Handy. Well, hello. Hello, everyone. I'm, doctor. I'm doctor. here and happy. Doctor? doctor. You, you, I'm not a doctor. You just say Mr. Doctor. <laughs> King? <Yeah>. King? <laughs> no, I, yes. That, that We'll just do our typical exchange of mm. doctor. Sure. Oh, very good. Yeah, very good. I hope good. you're adding this to your resume. First doctor on the Hearing Kings podcast. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I'm very... Add that to your Facebook bio. I'm really excited. I'm excited, too, dude. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Here we going good? It's been a good week. It's been a little crazy, and so it's a little cold. But a little bit? Yeah, there's all kinds of nonsense going on on Twitter right I now, think I dude. found like five crazy town stories, so <laughs> I'm just too. interested to see what you came up with uh, this week, because it's been, it's been wild out there. Uh, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. But should we get into it? I think we should get into it. Let's just, just go ahead. We're and, just going to dive right in? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. We, what, you got anything else? Any, how's your week going, Doctor? Well, I'm feeling a little lopsided. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. I you. almost introduced you as Dr. Adam, one kidney handy. One kidney, mono but kidney. I didn't know if we were talking mono about that. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so, yeah, no, not everything. But, but yeah, as far as the week goes, it's been pretty restful. So I had my, so for yeah, the listening audience, the kidney that I once had since the day I was born has been taken from me. But it was a good thing. It I'm, was for the best. I'm not going to lie. You do look a lot slimmer. So. Oh, nice, it's, nice. It's you know what, off. I'll... I'll take it. it. Yes, it was. That was one heck of a kidney. It's yeah. funny because I was reading a book this week, and it was talking about how things we take for granted, like our kidneys. Like you never think about your kidneys. I was like, oh, my, I do this week <laughs> until it gets <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, yeah, so everything's going good there, though. Yeah, awesome. the, the right one's ticking away. Sweet. Cool. cool. Yeah. Do you still have your appendix? No. 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 Was it was it similar? Was the surgery similar, like an appendectomy? <sighs> I would think so. They they put rods and things in me to to kind of use robots to get stuff out and that's so cool. And and then <laughs> you know it was not as invasive as it had to be. Awesome. So science awesome. is neat. Well, you, ever, you had any surgeries there, Mr. Josiah? 
Uh, I had a tonsillectomy once, Ooh. which was fun because I was a little bit older than yeah. kids normally are. And so they put me in a recovery room with a bunch of, you know, younger children. But I was too tall. They had like mini recliners. So I'm like hanging off this recliner. <laughs> it was real awkward. It was like whenever you have to go to the bathroom, but there's that little, it's like a miniature sized toilet yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah. Like when you go into the bathroom, you're like the only one is for that little one footer. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. What are your favorite surgeries out there, listeners? Email yeah. in. Have you had surgery? <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Yeah, I had an appendectomy, and then I had something done with my ears once. Dude, the one I don't want is the, I still have my wisdom teeth. Ooh. I really do. Like, after I, I had that done. And, and they're, they're slowly like coming in, like over long periods. Of, like, oh, so wow. the dentist had told me, like, at some point, you'll probably have to get them taken out. Oh, I'm, like, I'm praying your wife videotapes you coming back. From Dude, because like, so, she got hers taken out. My wife got hers taken out uh, a couple of years ago. And she said they did that while she was awake. Nah. A- awake. Nope. They nope. like pulled on her face. Like, nope. oh, I would Pass. just lose my no, no, no. mind, dude. No, go night night for that one. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. That's just gonna get us right into it, though. Let's do it. Boom. Welcome to the there it is, everybody. That's ETC. We've got an ETC section. That's emails, things that annoy me, and crazy town. So, uh, Josiah, yes. we've got another email. We've got another awesome. email. Is yeah. it from an actual listener? Or? Well, so this one is from Kyle. It's a future listener. He's probably from New York. And thank you, Kyle, um, from yeah, York. thank you, Kyle. We really appreciate you. And he asks, "Where do the kings like to uh, go eat? What's your favorite Ooh. place to go eat?" And you can chime in on this one, Doctor. But uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm gonna say Red Lobster. I love Red Lobster. Just because of the cheddar biscuits. Uh, it, the cheddar biscuits and the crab dip. Their crab dip is off the chain, dude. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the Handy Family. We're a red meat clan. And uh, we like to go to the Texas Roadhouse. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like man food. Yeah, yeah. But I do love restaurants with descriptive words like red in them. So I think that you're on there with the Red Lobster. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, yes, no. <laughs> King so Arthur at his round table. And <laughs> oh. Derek's got the Red Lobster. I, there's a, you know, I love pizza. And Kyle, I'm sure, being in New York, enjoys a nice slice of pizza as well. There's not a lot of great places in Salt Lake to get a good pizza, and I'm hoping these guys are listening because I'm not paying for this, but yeah, like I'd love some pizza from the. But there's Este Pizza in Sugar House. E S T E Este Pizza. Mm. Oh my gosh, sounds cool. We should. Yeah. We're probably gonna have to leave here after this is done and go there. But <laughs> just do that. Just sounds good. Amazing pizza. Well, thank you, Kyle. I appreciate your uh, question. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Um, yeah, good stuff. Send us uh, an email with your address, and we'll, it was uh, delicious. we'll send you one of our uh, Hear Ye Kings water bottles. So That's right. That's right. Just for being a future listener. All right. Things that annoy me. Things that annoy me. I think this one is going to be one for everybody, dude. Uh, group texts. I cannot. You think those are annoying? I cannot stand. Well, no. So wait a minute. It's not. Oh, wow. Everybody just abandoned me like yeah, right off. I mean, the spot. it's it's. It, go ahead. I, I'd love. Let's so it. it's it's like there are two types of group texts. There's the group text that you want to be a part of, and the ones you don't want to be Correcto. a part of. And so like if if you're the one starting, like if I'm starting it, I'm obviously not annoyed by those until somebody hijacks it and then they take <laughs> off with it. I'm like, this was my group it's text. So what fun. are you doing? It's fun to be that guy, though. Oh. So if you can do the group text and hijack it and do it successfully, then it's all fun. You're a pro. Awesome. You must be a pro. I think I've done, I have a feeling I've done this to you specifically you before. It, it, it's probably a year. <laughs> I have a feeling actually both of you might have been tied on it. And all I could keep doing was sending these little gifts uh, of just randomness. Dude, they're the uh, best. What? Yeah. Your wife started probably one of, it wasn't a group text, but it was like a, it was a Facebook comment like chain thing. Mm-hmm. When she did that, 
GIF, GIF, whatever it's called, Uno. Was oh, that her? Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. It's like, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, listener, like it's on Facebook, you just start like a, a thread or you know, post a status that says, uh, let's play GIF or GIF, whatever you want to call it, uh, Uno. And so then the first person posts a GIF. Yes. And then the person below it has to post something that's either similar in some way, mm-hmm. like it relates to it somehow. And mm-hmm. then you just watch it train wreck. I must have missed like, that one. Oh my oh, goodness. That was like the greatest Facebook moment ever. And it lasted for days. She's a big Facebook social media er yeah. person. What yeah. I love about these group texts, whether it's a text or like messenger, is when like it's going on, but you're working, so you don't see it. And then you come back to your phone and there's 20 oh, messages yeah. that you're yeah. trying to filter through. So. Yeah. Oh, crazy Can't stuff! Deny that one. No, but yeah. but I can see where you are. You are not alone in that. You're okay. not alone. Don't you <laughs> feel right. strange, my Thanks. friend? Thanks. Appreciate your support. Text. Send us an email because I'd like to know who the people are that love these. Yeah, because then I can group text you. <laughs> <laughs> see how you text. like that? <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> uh, crazy town. We got something crazy going on this week in Salt Lake City. Believe it or not, that's where we're at. We're stationed in Salt Lake City, and uh, there's a lady here. I don't know her name, and if I did, I probably wouldn't throw it out there. But you can Google it and find it yourself. I'm sure. Be savvy. She is 100% healthy, very healthy lady, but she wants to identify as disabled. She's calling it transabled. I'm not making trans this up. Trans what now? Transabled. Transabled. It's, so it's a new sort of, like, I'm going to identify as this movement. And I thought it was worth bringing up because it's not, it's not overly nuts, but uh, really... Well, really? It's, 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 it's probably for the parking spaces. Yes. Oh, I wonder if I... I mean, we just came out of Christmas. You know how hard it is to get a parking spot? Like I should do that. I've walked... I mean, I've been to places, and I'm like, look at all of the handicapped spaces not occupied right, right now. Yeah. Let me help them out with that one. Yeah, just pop that little sticker on, put the <laughs> thing up on the windshield yeah. here, like, boom. So, well, that yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I have to say, I, that's news to me, man. But but it, it, it certainly is following the pattern of... Of the way people like to, that's true, man. To do things. That's true. It's consistent with the patterns I'm bald, of life. But I'd like to identify as a man with hair. Oh, like, me what too. would we call that? Like trans hairy? Tra- I don't. I don't. What kind of like? You got a nice set of hair, doctor. What oh, you? thank you, my friend. I yeah. love you. I I um, I take my vitamins. I get is that uh, really all we messed up with? Special <laughs> animals to just massage. Like Flintstone my hair vitamins? What are we talking about? Here? The chewables? So yes, no, the gummies. Gummies. Oh, gummies. that was probably. I was always doing I the chewables. I think we're getting away from Man. the chewables. I think the gummies are so making chewables their... are out. See, gummies yeah. are in. That's the, what you the, learn having the, a doctor. On yeah, the, show. the hard they part really is do. washing the gummy out of my hair when I'm done, though. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, it's just... I did not see I, that coming. I'm, I'm <laughs> that praying for your hilarious. wife, because I don't know what she's got to do. She's a crucial part <laughs> of the whole <laughs> removal process. It's... I bet, dude. Well, with that said, guys, we're going to jump to a quick right, commercial nice. break. Thank you very much. Hang in there. Be back after this. Looking for a new t-shirt? Look no more. Head over to TheologyAttire.com. That's TheologyAttire.com. A brand company started by three friends with a mission to create jobs for evangelical missionaries and to be a blessing to local church plants. So whether you want a shirt with a catchy phrase like make Christianity great again, or you just want a shirt with your favorite theologian's face on it, Theology Attire is what you're looking for. And if you're listening to this right now, you are in luck. When you check out at TheologyAttire.com, put in the promo code HEARYEKINGS, the promo code Hear ye kings, all one word, and get 20% off your entire order only at theologyattire.com. It's theology on a t shirt. Woo! So. Man, I can breathe now. I just hit it so fast, dude. That was crazy. That one, Derek. 
Can't get enough of the Hear Ye Kings? Experience brand new episodes every Monday. Unlock exclusive content and discover bonus features only at hearyekings.com. Do you have questions, comments, or maybe a crazy town story to share? Send us an email at gestures at hearyekings.com. It's jesters. That's what I said. No, just jesters. Gestures. J-E-S-T-E-R-S. Jesters. Jest- Whoever. And as always, connect with us on Twitter. You can follow me at Josiah D. Walker or my sidekick at Derek underscore Earl or both of us at Hear Ye Kings. Last but not least, long live the king. So I'm checking out our Hear Ye King shirts here at TheologyAttire.com. These are legit, Derek. I hadn't seen these before. Yeah, dude, they look pretty good. Uh, they're good. They hooked us up. Yeah, this is Shout amazing. out to Stu. He's our Theology Attire guy. Yeah. Gosh. Thanks, I just, Stu. I wish I could save some money. What was that promo code? Oh, you know, that promo code, if you want one of them for a little cheaper, Hear Ye Kings. All one word, Hear Ye Kings. 20% off your entire order. <laughs> you can't beat them. That's amazing. <laughs> awesome, dude. So. Good stuff. Well... Josiah, what are we doing? Well, we are continuing our series this week on 20 basic things every Christian should believe. Uh, This is loosely based on Wayne Grudem's book, 20 Basics of the Christian Faith. Awesome. So we've talked about what is God, what is the Bible, who is God. You know, we're a couple weeks in. This week, it's kind of a, this is a tough week. We're talking about what is the Trinity this week. Yeah, we've got the guy for it, though, for sure. Good thing we've got a doctor on the show. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we 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 got that. You just got the wrong type of doctor. <laughs> oh no! Don't tell yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I just take yeah. A little that was definitely a jester's fault, apparently. Yeah. Well, no. So we do have the right guy <laughs> I, on the show, I, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. Very nice. The reason we've got the right guy on the show is because I happen to uh, attend yes. a specific debate with this specific doctor. Yes. Talking about this specific topic. The yeah. Trinity. Yes, so it yeah, awesome. it was fun. And yeah, I yeah. Actually, so we went to that Sean McCraney James White debate. That was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, yeah, I, pull it up. Yeah, it's fun. You'll even see. You'll get a visual of the Doctor and uh, at the Q and A portion really? at the end, right? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Remember I we had the Q and A. Oh, that's right. And you yeah, got up. And yeah, got me and Mel got up there, and then a few other people. Some guy tried to ask like fifty questions, and they weren't going to have that. James wasn't taking that one. Nice, dude. And oh, now we're taking our picture live show. Goodness gracious, <laughs> hey, what are just, we doing? Just, I think it was seamless. It was. It did. Nobody noticed a bump there at all. <laughs> I didn't get to go to that that debate. It was I'm really upset good. that it I missed fun. it because it sounds like it was really good. It was enjoyable. Yeah, but really, you can YouTube it and 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 all that. It was really an interesting thing. There's tons of that kind of stuff out there, though, especially with I think James White with his his uh, his uh, materials and his book and all that on it. He's he's debated it quite a bit. Yep, he's a smart dude. He's yep. a smart dude. So that was a fun debate, and that's what we're talking about, man, the so Trinity. We're talking about the Trinity, and what if people want to follow us along on this? Is there a way they can yep. get an outline? They or? can, they can. They can go to hearyekings.com slash Basics, and that uh, has every topic from our 20-week topics right there. So from all the way from the beginning, with what is God or who is God, and, and then all the way to the end. I'm the very last one's like, what is heaven, I think. Mm. So we're on week three. This is what is the Trinity, the Bible's view in the Trinity. So let's, uh, we've got a whole list of verses here in front of us, man. Let's go through them. Mm-hmm. We've got the Bible's view uh, of the Trinity is kind of our first uh, topic, if you will. That's, that's the way that Grudem lays it out in the book. And then we've got a, just a couple verses here. I'm going to actually add one to the list that we've got in front of us. Okay. And, uh, and I think I've already added them on the website, so they are on there. Uh, first one is Genesis 1.26. Anybody want to read that? Yeah. 
Awesome. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Awesome. So there you get like th- just that, the wording of us, let Correct. us yep. make That's man our image. Yep. In our image. So there's, you can tell this is not just a singular I don't know if I'm going to even say that right, but it's not like just a singular person talking. It's clearly that there's some sort of a plurality, but that hasn't quite fleshed itself out yet. So that's, that's good. Yep. Yep. It's good. Do you want me to go to the next one? Yeah, man. It's Matthew 3, 16 and 17. And so again, these are all just uh, kind of verses that should help us like start to see a little bit of this idea that there are differences between the three members of the Trinity. There's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and, and the Bible clearly lays out all three of them. So let's next one. So it says, And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So this one's really, really cool, because you right. have all three present in, in one, you know, two, in two verses here. Sure. Mm-hmm. You've got the Son, who's, who's getting ready to be baptized, and then his baptized comes up, and the Spirit comes down and falls on him. Yep. So you have Son and Spirit that are separate. Uh, they're not just different, you know, modes or expressions sure. of God. They're two very distinct, different uh, uh, persons. And then you have the Father who speaks at the same time coming in, Sa- yeah, yeah. in real time, there's no, there's really no question about, you know, yep. like you just said, in modes or anything like that. I mean, they're all there. That's right. Active. That's right. And the last one uh, is in Jude, and it's just okay. verse 20 and 21. It says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up uh, in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And again, there's another verse with all three of them present in uh, just two verses, that you're supposed to be praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in love with God, and waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus. So that's pretty cool. And this is all key, right? Because, I mean, you never see the word Trinity itself in Mm -hmm. the Bible, but, I mean, clearly from these three verses, we see that it's pretty evident. Yeah, yeah. And that's always a big argument, too. It's like, oh, well, there's no... The word Trinity isn't in Scripture. Right. It's like, well, newsflash, not a single English word was in Scripture. It wasn't written in English. Well, you know, come on. (laughs) Okay, okay, apparently that's not a valid point anymore. (laughs) Oh, good stuff. I had a couple other verses that I had uh, just was looking at earlier. One of them is uh, Hebrews 1.8. So if, if you follow Hebrews, that, f- that first little section of dialogue there in Hebrews that's happening, you get this kind of an interchange of uh, speakers, like God is speaking out to different groups. I'm just going to pull that up real fast. Yeah, I'm interested to hear that. You said yeah, Hebrews 1.8? It's Hebrews, yeah, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. And there's a, a really cool dialogue there that's actually changed um, in some of the other translations like the Jehovah's Witness translation, they've actually changed this because it's such a key verse uh, talking about the deity and uh, uh, you know glory of Christ. So in one, so oh, yeah. if you started in six, so God is talking and he says, you know, let all the angels worship him. He said, of the angels, he says, verse seven, of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds <laughs> and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the sun, he says, so God says, of the sun, of the sun, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. So God just said to the sun, right. your throne, O God. God calling the sun God. That's a, that's a super yeah. 
key verse, and the Jehovah's Witnesses have changed this in their in their Bible. And if I'm not mistaken, I didn't know that, and until I had some some of them come to the doorstep one time, and I was like, well, let's look at Hebrews one eight, right? And sure. and I, I opened up their Bible, trying to be courteous, being super naive and not knowing. Uh, and I opened it up, and it said, uh, "Your throne." Um, like the throne of God or something lasts forever. It's it's totally different. Oh, like they, they change the they, they yeah they reword, they reword it, it and it bit. changes the meaning hmm. entirely. That's yeah. dangerous. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So there was that one, and then the other one that I had was in Acts, uh, and this they should be live on the website at this point. It's in Acts chapter five, and every, I think everybody knows the story of Ananias and Sapphira, right? Oh, so they yeah, sure. they're, they're selling all their property. They uh, want to give the money to the church. That's kind of what everybody is doing right there in the early church. And Ananias and Sapphira keep some back. For themselves, they don't sell. They they sell all of it, but then they keep a portion of the profits for themselves. But then they tell Peter, "Hey, this is all of it." Which right. one is crazy? Like I heard this described one time by I think it was Matt Chandler. He was just like, "This is a really crazy moment in Scripture because you have God smiting, killing Ananias and right. Sapphira for giving a large sum of money to the church, but lying about how much it was." Like, mm. wow! <laughs> I don't want to. So it wasn't that they had held it back. Some of it, it yeah, well, it, they, they lied, lied about it. it. And Peter, it's in Peter's words that actually makes it interesting. Peter confronts them and says, "Why have you lied uh, to the Holy Spirit about this?" Right. And and then you go on just mm. the next verse, and he says, "You lied to God." And so Peter was very comfortable interchanging the word God with the term Holy Spirit uh, in just a matter of two verses. Uh, so you, there's yeah, I mean, and that's what you see. Um, in, throughout the whole Bible is it's not, like you said, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. It's not like there was a portion, you know, that says, you know, or an asterisk that said, see page so-and-so because we want to introduce the Trinity, you right. know. And yeah, that's right. But basically it's something that you just read. If you do an honest reading of the text from front to back, you just see these things you have to wrestle with, mm-hmm. these little tensions. What do you do? Whenever it's, you know, you see this interchanging, but also this separation in in what we in, in our in Yahweh, you know, you, you see these distinctions that you have to do something with at, outside of changing what the text says to make sense of it. Which, yeah. like you said, the Jehovah's Witnesses do. We can't change the text; we have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And this is how we ended up getting to the Trinity. That's right. That's right. It's it's because it is. It's right from the very first page. I mean, we read it right there in Genesis one. So from the very first page, you're introduced to a, a plurality in some way. Like, but the the details of it haven't yet come out. And so it's a, it's an assumed thing, and I think it was James White at the uh, at the debate that said that look these pages right here in between the Old Testament and New Testament like this is where the disciples learned about the Trinity because then they they wrote about it from the first page of Matthew all the way through the rest of it. Like yeah, they it, just they 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 well, and and I think that he even said as well, which was this was. N- Great, neat to hear, but I mean, but true. I mean, he said the the very people who were writing these texts, the New Testament, were experiencing the Trinity uh, firsthand, and yeah. and how I mean, I think John, you know, he said on the on the Mount of Transfiguration when they heard the voice of God, he's standing next to Jesus, and then he sees this life changing Holy Spirit uh, take you know. Uh, uh, newness of life that takes place. These these people who were documenting and writing in this New Testament right. experienced it, and so mm-hmm. it's almost as if it's a given already um, of uh, of this whole triune God um, that they were experiencing. You should assume like, this right. is how it's been playing out. We're gonna 
document. Yeah. And I love what people say, oh, the Bible doesn't cover that, or they didn't talk about it, or they didn't say that. Well, you didn't have to. It was a given. Everybody knew it. Yeah, it if was we all assumption. know it's true, then what? <laughs> what's right. the point yeah. talking yeah. about it and writing about it? Yeah, you almost so. have to You have to assume it. Not almost. You do. You have yeah, to assume absolutely. the Trinity in order for the New Testament to make sense. And, I mean, again, one of our key pieces of this show is that we want to, we're, we're normal guys just talking about this, so we're clearly right. not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, doctor, <laughs> <laughs> but but even you know, even the actual theological sense, like, I'm, I'm not a scholar of, of, you know, Bible or of Trinity, and I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have been able to hold my own at that debate. I'd have been like, no, no. well, I've got a little bit of something to say, but it's probably just something you've said, Dr. White, that I'm just regurgitating. <laughs> right. And uh, sure. so, no, I, I mean, it, it, it's something that I think this is the, the Trinity. It's, you know, when you got in touch with me and said that we would be talking about the Trinity, I mean, the first thing I thought about was, well, I mean, this is definitely going to be one of the things that I can probably, I feel like I have the least you know, background and, and ability to to defend or discuss intelligently. I mean, uh, but at the same time, it's it's the honor. It, I feel honest with it because it's the honest rendering of the text. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I feel like in Christianity, people talk about um, what about the Trinity? Like you said, they right. say the tr- Trinity's not in the Bible. And if you're looking for a word of Trinity, that's fine. You won't find it. I agree. But if we read the text honestly, just like I have, and when, when you, you know, the very first verse that we read, you know, what do you do when it says, when God said, let us make man in our image, right. what do you do with that? And so there's something that, that said, and then again, it just follows all through the Bible when Jesus is claiming to be God. I mean, it's, what do you do with those things? That's right. And so it's not something that we're trying, it's not something that the Christian is trying to defend and find proof for in the text. The Trinity, the concept of the Trinity is something that we got to um, through reading the text. It's not something we said, oh, we heard there's a Trinity, let's try to find it in the text. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's really I'm good. Just, I'm just glad you guys are here because I've always struggled personally with trying to describe the Trinity or explain the Trinity. You know, I, I grew up being told those examples, right? That you hear those cliche ones of, sure. well, it's like H2O. Oh, the good right? analogies, yeah. Yeah, it's H2O. It's 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 liquid, yeah, I, I it's gas. Got, it's, I've got to they? link the uh, the yeah. uh, Lutheran satire video on that. If you oh, haven't yeah. watched that, go go to YouTube, type in Lutheran satire uh, analogies. It's like bad analogies. And they oh, deal sorry. with right. the... the the terrible it's analogies. It's a four-leaf clover. It's, yeah, yeah. it's an egg. And it's, they're just like, wait, what? The, wait a minute, this? Patrick. That's and, ridiculous. And, and I know there's a big Christian word that talks about this, like hermeneutics or yeah. modelism. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I just, I mean, how do you describe the Trinity? Because I, I always what do it wrong. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting because it would be even fun for me. What are the different uh, examples that y'all have heard? So you said there's H2O. So I heard the Tell H2O one. The that was the one I that. always heard. So what is that one? That's where you have H2O has three forms, right? It yeah. has liquid, water, right? It has a gas, steam, yep. and it has like ice, solid a ice. solid ice. So it's you three know. forms of, of right. H2O, uh, right? right. Yeah. And, so and, and, and that's modalism. So that's the idea. There's that God, the word. Thank you. Modalism. That's why Derek's yeah. on this show, ladies and gentlemen, because I So modalism is, is one substance that takes three different forms, but right. can't really ever be all of them at the same time. And so in that's the not same accurate way. because what? Because. Well, so, yeah, but, so Jesus, God, the Trinity, the triune God, it's not just God expressing himself in three different modes. Like right. that, one mode is the spirit, one mode is the son, one mode is the father. That would that would fit the analogy, but that's right. not what you see in scripture. That you you see in scripture that God is one being, but three persons. It's one being shared by three persons 
coexistent, co-eternal. So he's not just one of those things at a time. And I, th- I mean, I think. But wasn't you see that, that what we saw in Matthew? It was three separate things, right? It is three separate things. They're three persons, and those persons are the distinction between modalism and and biblical trinitarianism is that uh, it's not just. Um, only one of them at one time. So oneness theology folks will say that in that verse there, that Jesus was somehow casting his own voice up into the sky to then appear as God's voice coming down. But it was actually his, 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 Jesus's voice. And, and then I don't, know, I don't know what they do with the Holy Spirit on that one, to be honest. I have no idea. But I've heard that argument like, oh, yeah, that was him throwing his voice up to the sky, and then it kind of came back down. So yeah. therefore, he's still existing in a singular mode at a mm-hmm. time. And, and there are, I mean, and I'm aware enough of it to probably not try to, to, to get too deep into it, but there are even different types of modalism. Right. So you've got modalism, and then you've got a bunch of different subcategories of modalism, probably each of which have, could have their, their oh, own... Oh, there's tons. ...their yeah. own descriptions and all that. You are going to make my head explode. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah, but essentially... Crazy I mean, it's, What are you with? <laughs> so, but what he's saying, yeah, is, is I mean, H2O, can it, this particular water molecule can only be... Um, in one form or mode at a time. Right. And so it, it, it does break apart. But I grew up actually hearing that and thought, oh, that's a good one. I think I've also heard of one where um, uh, candlesticks, if you take like three candlesticks and each has a flame on it, and then you, they're all separate, but then you put them all together and then it's just one flame. And you pray. But uh, again, it's just what I've come to the conclusion of, though, is that you can't. I mean, we're taking an infinite God, a God sure. that we we can certainly pursue in knowledge in who wants us to pursue, mm-hmm. but we can't necessarily wrap our minds around all of these things. Again, we can only be honest with what the text shows and what he reveals about himself without us altering it or trying to make it what we can to to try to say we've dominated that topic. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just one of those... I mean, I, guess, I think, honestly, it's, it's good for Christians to be transparent about how sticky and of the topic it is. I mean, whenever I was, uh, ironically, you know, living in the Bible Belt back in Louisiana, if you would have asked me what the Trinity was and I was to describe it to you, or if you were to give me a list and say, check off which one of these you agree with the most, I honestly don't know if I would have, how, how I would have done on that one. Yeah. Not out of a lack of caring, but just out of ignorance. Right. And it's something you really have to look into and study. Um it's it's a complicated one. Well, I'd have, I'd have butchered it too early on. Like I think my favorite go to was the egg. Oh like, yes, the egg. Yeah, What's so that one? I don't know about the oh, egg. this one's perfect. So it's it's a, a classic partialism. I think is the term for it. So there's modalism. I think this one is partialism. And it it's so the egg would be uh, there's a shell, there's a white, and there's a yolk. But it's all one. Yeah, egg. they're all part of the egg. And so that tends to be the thing. The, the, again, the problem with that though is you're saying that uh, Jesus is only part of God, right? And that the Holy Spirit is only part of God, and the Father is only part of God. And it's not unless you put them all together that they are fully God. And so that's that was the problem in uh, the. Lutheran satire video where he held up the three-leaf clover and they just immediately stopped him like stop it Patrick that's not it at all you know and, and, uh, and because it's just that's partialism it's if you want to say oh each clover is one of them no that they're only parts of God at that point right. and the Bible describes Jesus as fully God and the Father is fully God right. and the Spirit is it's fully not God it's and, not a third yeah. Correct. Well, and there's and, no sub levels I mean there yeah. are some that uh, I, I think it might even be parts of modalism that would say God is the um, central 
being and everything and all of reality. And then if we kind of take it out a little bit further from him, then there would be essentially Jesus. And, the, but, and Jesus is God, but just a little less of God. Mm-hmm. And so as close as people, I think, try to get to these descriptions and analogies, I think right. that they, they do break apart. Yeah. And I think it's good-natured and good... I think people are good-hearted with it when they try. Right. I think that it's, you know, we just need to realize... They, they do fall apart and break down. And, right. you, yeah. know. And that, but you said it. It's because you're trying to take an infinite, you know, God who's, he's infinite, and then describe him in finite terms can. with finite brains. Right. Like, yeah, it, yeah you, just, you just can't do it. So it's one of those things that uh, I, I think you go back to some of the old creeds and you look at uh, some of these confessions of faith where they kind of express, this is what we feel God is, and here right. are the texts to back it up. And they do a great job, and it's, it's even in that video, like the, the clause that they use, um, and it's just super good. Yeah. So it's, it's that Jesus is God, God is God, the Holy Spirit is God, they're all fully one God, right? There's it's crazy. The God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That's yep. kind of the way I keep it on my mind. Yeah, and they're all God. And yeah. that's why I love Wayne Grudem talks about in the book here that we're going through on page 39. He says, attempts to simplify or fully explain the mystery all fail and often lead to beliefs that are contrary to the Bible's teaching. In yep. short, the doctrine of the Trinity is something we will never fully understand, for parts of it are beyond our comprehension. It is in part one of those secret things that belong to the Lord our God. And he references Deuteronomy 29, 29. 29, 29. That's right. So... Well, good stuff. All right, our next section here is called The Meaning of the Trinity. And I'm not 100% sure what Gruden was getting at when he titled it The Meaning of the Trinity, but uh, we've got a few verses here. One of them I left off. It's on the side again. Uh, it's John 1.1. 1, 1. I think everybody knows John 1.1. 1, 1. At least if you don't know John 1.1, 1, 1, grab your Bible. John 1.1, 1, 1, it's in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then you find out later, I think it's like 14 verses later, that the Word became flesh. And so then we know that, that so that unlocks who the Word is. The Word is Jesus. So that yeah. in the beginning was Jesus, Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. Yeah. And, so and even among that trinity, my favorite verse from this section comes from Isaiah 45.5 which says, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Mm. Besides me, there is no God. I equip you, though, you do not know me. So right. it's God saying that, even though there's the Trinity, I'm still, it's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm the only God out there. So. Yep. And, and again, so, and I think it's a perfect example, the type of verses that we were given in the Old Testament, it's the, the Old Testament is just filled with, you know, what's the main theme, everybody? There's one God, and you will worship him and him alone, right? right? Like, that's kind of like the big thing God was telling humanity. Again, I, I disclaimer that this is Dr. Handy the veterinarian, not Dr. <laughs> but, you know, and so you'll probably find something else there, you know, about what it's... But that's one huge thing that the Old Testament, we can all agree, that he implanted in the minds of these people. Mm-hmm. So you have this where it says that in Isaiah 45, and then you have Jesus coming and accepting the worship of mankind and saying, don't you stop that person from worshiping me. And I can't think of the verses to necessarily... So that's right there, John 20, verse 28. Uh, It's after Jesus is resurrected. He comes back and and Thomas doubts. He's like, no, 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 I don't know. I'd have to to see him and and touch it, right? And, And Jesus shows up in the room. Thomas touches the hole in his hand, touches his side, and then falls on his knees and says in verse 28 of John 20, says, my Lord and my God. And Jesus doesn't rebuke him. Jesus isn't like, whoa, whoa, Thomas. We know, we know that the scriptures teach that only God is worthy of worship. You only right. fall down and do, you know, like sort of a, a, I don't remember the actual word that's used there. Is that, there's a Greek word that's debated on whether or not he was offering like religious worship or just sort of like adoration. Mm-hmm. But either either way, right. but the, 
the point is, is like you don't worship or adore anyone but right. God, and Jesus accepted it and didn't rebuke Thomas and, and accepted Thomas's yeah. worship, calling him. And he's not saying God. I'm just another God. Worship yeah. me also. He's saying I am the God. Correct. And and it, so again, there's that tension. What do you do with that? And and I think that it's just it goes to show you that. I mean, it was just something that these people already were like, they, they were aware of and knew as these things were being written and passed on and copied and yeah. taught. Yep, that's right. So Deuteronomy 6.4, it's another Old Testament verse. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So, I mean, as far back as uh, in early Judaism, like that was, that was the key piece is that there is one God. One God. There's not multiple. You can't become one one day. This isn't like a, we got a nice council of gods. This isn't, you know, higher God, lower God. There's one, one God. And God said, beside me, there's, there's no other. And that plays into, if, I, if I'm, you know, when we go up, I have heard some people say back in, you know, in Genesis, our first verse in chapter 126, he said, let us make man in our image. Some people might say, well, that's because there were multiple gods doing this. That's the us. There were multiple gods. Right. But again, okay, if you want to run that route, that's cool. But what do you do when he says that there's only one God? Right. Yeah. But when God is saying, he, he's making it abundantly clear that, well, no, 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 it's just me. Um, what do you do with those things? Right. It's just, it's it's confirming what we talked about with the Trinity, about how it's not part of a God. It's not a third of a God. It's all, Jesus yep. is just as much God. Fully God. He's just as much into it yeah. as the that's Holy Spirit and the Father. I mean, you yeah. start thinking about this and I'm just like, even halfway through this conversation, I'm going, Man, that's just like, what? That's a crazy town segment right there. I'm like, what is happening? I'm looking forward to the day we're in heaven and it all makes sense. I'm like, wow. I don't even know if that'll make sense. I'm going to be just honest. Like, I don't even know if when we get there, I think we'll get there and go, wow, I totally still don't understand that. (laughs) I'm still so confused. (laughs) That's funny. Well, Colossians 2.9 says, for that in him, uh, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Like, so there is uh, this picture that... In Jesus, that's the verses about Jesus. In Jesus, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in him. So that Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. He is the image of the invisible God. Mm-hmm. In Jesus, you get to see, wh- right. wow, that's God. And I mean, I, w- I would have been mind-blowing. I wonder, I wonder if, if we were there 2,000 years ago and saw Jesus in his earthly form, like if we'd go, if there was something visibly different, like, like, like a halo, or I don't know about a halo, dude, but I'm just wondering, like, if you just look at him and go, "Wow," like, it, would it would it be different, or would you be just looking at him and go, like, "Wow, you just you you look like Dr. Handy," or you, you know, like I don't know, <laughs> lucky dog, <laughs> or can I say lucky on this podcast? Yeah, lucky. Is that a bad word? Sovereign, sovereign dog. <laughs> Good stuff. Have you All right, that potlucks. You don't you don't do potlucks. You do pot faiths. Pot face. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard yeah. that one. <laughs> oh mercy! So talking in the roles of the Trinity. Roles yes, of the Trinity. let's 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 stay on track this this one. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Oh, good faith. <laughs> 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 All right, Genesis one verses nine and ten. We've got some roles of the Trinity. You want to read that, Doctor Handy? I would love to. Um, chapter one nine through ten. And God said, "Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear." And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together. He called seas, and God saw that it was good. Awesome. So you've got God, one of his roles early on, he made everything. Right. And He's the creator. That's right. The next verse that we, that we read is actually going to be really key to that too, though, because uh, it, it's not just that God made everything, and there's just this generic name of like God that gets thrown out there that makes it, but then you have John 1.3 where he's talking about Jesus, right? Because we just read that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, and that's John 1.1. 1, 1. And then 3, it says, All things were made through him. 
Jesus, right? All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So it, Jesus was uh, the the. I don't want to. I don't know if I should say conduit or like the 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 piece that God's power worked through. Like I I don't want to be a heretic, and I'm probably we probably already have been. That's the problem. At some point in this show. Average yeah, shows, Trinity you know. is like so hard to not be a total there are heretic. Some strong theologians beating their head against the table during this oh, whole yeah. podcast. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Write the jesters, please. Newbies. <laughs> exactly. So, but he says all things were made through him. So, however you want to uh, word that. Uh, other than you know what's right there in the text, which I think is good to stick to, God made all things. They're what you see in Genesis one through Jesus, and without Jesus, nothing was made. And that brings up a really important implication: it, that Jesus is not a created being. So nobody made Jesus. So nobody made Jesus. Jesus. What about says, God the Father? Who made him? Nobody made God the Father. God the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have existed eternally forever back. So that's what John 1, 1 means. So when it says, in the beginning, the enarche and halagos, uh, the, the word means as far back as you can go forever, forever, forever back. It, there's not a defined start point. There's not like, uh, oh, in the beginning, in the way that we think of it, maybe in sure. like the English language, to think like, oh, that was you know at the beginning of the race. Like, no. You just keep going back, and then if you could go back a million years before that, okay, and then a billion before that, and just But what about before back. that? Yes, in, before that, yes, Even correct. before that. Even Lord. before that, God existed. Interesting. And so he doesn't have a maker. Jesus didn't have a maker because of John 1.3. He says that. He says, without him, nothing was made that has been made. So Jesus is not a created being. He uh, is he's not, you know, we, we use the term that he's God's son. You know, the Bible calls sure. him the son of God, uh, but but not in the sense, again, that we think of as it, a son. It's really interesting. I've been a Christian since I was a young, you know, since I was super young. I mean, and, and this type of concept is really crucial for me because it does paint Jesus in a different light than what... If you view Jesus like the Ricky Bobby, dear baby Jesus... <laughs> oh, my. Dear sweet baby right? Jesus. Yeah, so if... It, and unfortunately, people kind of keep Jesus Christ mm-hmm. locked into this... Oh, well, Jesus, he was important because he came in, he died for us, yeah. and he, he came in, was in the manger, and now I can get presents at Christmas and things like this, right? <laughs> but but um, just like you said, he's actually, he was our, cre- he's the creator. Yep. He's not just this, this God incarnate that came. I mean, he was God before he was in flesh, Yeah. right? And so, and if I can add yeah, even to absolutely. that one, there's a verse in Colossians uh, chapter 1, um, I'm going to start at verse 15, but it says, speaking of Jesus, um, it's saying, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Mm-hmm. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. Mm-hmm. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And so when you read that, that's just so much more than, again, and I can't, and this is just me being honest and transparent with my faith and how I was raised. I mean, you picture the white beard God Mm -hmm. that's above everybody, and he's watching, and there's the brown beard Jesus that's kind of taking care of everything, and there's the fluttery, dovey Holy Spirit that does his thing. But, who I'm praying doesn't have a beard because I'm really starting to feel <laughs> <laughs> unqualified. But, but there's this very active and sovereign depiction of Jesus here in Colossians. That well, where in Colossians was that you were? So reading? that was in chapter one, starting at verse fifteen, and I went down. I stopped at seven. You know, I read through seventeen. 
But that one is super. I don't know. I just think that one's that's a oh, it's, moving. Oh, it's a great verse. So one one uh, uh, maybe point of not clarification, but just to explain a little bit. So in fifteen, where he says he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. A lot of people will grab that verse and say, "See, first firstborn. This is he's a created sure. being." Yeah. But but the word, the original word, meant uh, not firstborn in the sense that we think of as like offspring, but rather uh, preeminence is is the meaning behind it. And so just. To kind of de- to define preeminence, it's it's the fact of surpassing all others or to have superiority. So to say that he is the firstborn of creation means that he is the preeminence of all of creation. He is superior to all of creation. He is the great one in all of creation, not well, that he was a, a firstborn. Well, yeah. what about this verse here in John six thirty eight, where it says, for I have come down from heaven. I'm guessing this is Jesus talking. It says, not to do my own will, but the will of the him who sent me. So isn't that saying that they're separate? Well, so Jesus and the Father are separate. Jesus is not the Father. Yeah. Jesus is not the Spirit. The Spirit is not the Father. The Spirit is not Jesus. They are three distinct persons. Yeah, I think that's a perfect example of, yes, they are different. They are, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is it. That's the Trinity. But, they they're, but they're the same. Well, that's, a they're, mis- yeah. that's the misconception that we get called out on a lot as Trinitarians is because they'll say, well, wait a minute, you think Jesus is the Father? It's like, no, no, <laughs> Jesus right. is not the Father. The Father is the Father. The Father is God. Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. They're, they're not interchangeable as persons, but they are all one God. And I've seen that graphic that kind of explains all that. And yeah, yeah, and little, even uh, sometimes the graphics can be thing. hard because the yeah. graphics all... Uh, there's just no perfect way, is there? Like, they're I'm really... Just, they're really it's, it's, it's a difficult just, discussion, I think, really. Yeah. I mean, if anybody were to ask me, because I do know people who adhere to the fact that they, they adhere to polytheism, and they will tell me that, mm-hmm. you know, and they will fight the Trinity. And I, the second that we start talking about it, I have to roll my sleeves up and get ready because it's going to be a difficult conversation that I'm going to sweat a little bit on. It's tough. Yeah. Well, and another piece, too, like a lot of, uh, I, I want to say it's Arianism. So there's another word for you, Josiah. <laughs> Drop I'm going to have to your... start writing these down. <laughs> Arianism, I, I think that's what it was. Um, they described... Uh, similar to like what we said about a firstborn or, or being a created being, that Jesus was sort of the first creation of God, and then there's the Holy Spirit, and the analogy that's often used is something like the sun, that the sun at the core, that's God, and then the heat that it gives off is Jesus, and then the light that it gives is the Holy Spirit. Hmm. But when you break that down, the, the only real substance there is the sun, and then the heat from it or the light from it are creations of it. Right. And that's so that's not so the that case either. But that down. that was that was uh, I think the Arian heresy that I mean it's it, with. it can kind of it's nice to scratch that itch you have to solve a problem and to solve <laughs> yeah. this question. But, but that's really but what it's it like too. To it's like an itch. itch. It's like a mind itch. Yeah, You're just like oh, I feel like you've got to get to the bottom of this. It, it leads to other problems. It's it's trying to link certain things with weak links. Mm-hmm. And you you know if you step away and. You know, it might look pretty until you really have to defend your faith and hold up. Um, I mean, the gospel is crucial to who God is, who is Jesus, who is the Holy Spirit, what do they do? And if you have a weak link in your theology when it comes to what is the gospel, if you don't, if you try to make sense of those things and take out the Trinitarian viewpoint, then it really, it, it does affect the gospel message, believe it or not, when you really have to break it down and dissect it to people. 
Yeah, yeah, that's good. So if you want to learn a lot more about the Trinity, by all means, please head over to uh, YouTube and watch that debate with uh, James White and Sean McCraney, because I, I thought, and you can tell me what you think, I yeah. thought his introduction where, where yes. Dr. White got 45 minutes to kind of give a biblical, here's a biblical case for the Trinity, and he dealt with uh, language, parts of language, like certain verbs that are used that are in conjunction with other words that can only be used if he's talking about a plurality, or if Jesus is applying deity to himself, or the word uh, or the name Yahweh that gets applied to the Holy Spirit, that gets applied to Jesus, that gets applied to the Father, and they were all interchangeable with the word Yahweh, which was the the Jewish word for God, right? Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic debate, and it's going to be uh, amazing. It'll blow your blow your socks off. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it was good. It's that good. Did Did you think it was good? Did you like? Oh yeah, it? I liked yeah. it. And, and there's even more. I mean, if you want, like he 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 at least him. And there's some other guys who who've discussed it and all that, but. Yeah, just you two. Then there's always Patrick. You can Patrick. go to Patrick and listen to him. Yes. <laughs> no, awesome. That great. All right, we've got a couple questions here. Um, I'm going to go to, I think it's like question five on this thing. Uh, common misconceptions, if we haven't already nailed all of them down, is there any that uh, we want to tackle? Any other misconceptions about the Trinity that you guys can think of? Did we, did we get them? Common misconceptions of the Trinity. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that... This might not be the question in and of itself, as people think that, again, the, the, the Trinity was invented by man and that uh, guys got together in order to make it fit their narrative. They just invented the Trinity. But again, I think maybe a misconception is that it's not, there There wasn't a, a day where everybody said, you know, I heard about this con- this thing called a Trinity. Let's let's just vote and get this thing going. <laughs> uh, like, let's come up with this word called Trinity and it was something where just through teaching and dissecting the word, people were dealing with these tensions, mm-hmm. and they all got together and said, okay, they're different. They're the same. How, yep. What yep. do we do with this? Yep. And so it wasn't like a, okay, let's make this fit our agenda. Let's sure. just come up with the idea of a trinity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one misconception that I hear of a lot here. Mm-hmm. So right. why is it important to get it right? Why do you guys think it's important to get it right? The trinity? Yeah. So... Uh, I don't want to. No, I, I mean I think it's important to get all of Scripture right. You know, yeah. If if this is the Word of God and it came directly through Him, you know, through divine writings of common mm-hmm. men, like, why would you want to screw that up? Why would you want to yeah. mess with it? Yeah. You know? Well, and like you, yeah. I mean, exactly. And and again, when it comes to matters of salvation, I think that you have to answer certain. There are certain fundamental questions that you have to right. answer. And just, again, living where we live, where there is a promise of people who have a very different view of who God is, yeah. um, you have to answer these things. Okay, what is the gospel? Like, what is right. salvation? So yeah. I've learned, and it's not just Adam Haney. This is something that through a lot of well-read uh, and very godly men, they can come down to a few, a few things. Who is God? Right. Who is Jesus? And what like what is salvation? Yeah. And so... Um, well, to answer that question, you will, you it will take you to the Trinity. You have to answer right. that question. It's, so the it's Trinity, foundational, yeah, yeah. And so, who is the God that will save you? An, a finite being who's a little lesser than than God the Father, um, because there are consequent. There's a reason that it was Jesus specifically who could save us and die for us. Um, there's a reason that Jesus was preeminent. 
yeah. right? If he was anything less, then he wouldn't be. That's right, that's right. And so uh, th- th- there's these roles that have to be defined, and whether you know it or can completely wrap your head around it doesn't mean you can't be saved. Well, so um, like, how do you explain it to somebody who's maybe either one never heard of the Trinity or maybe they've heard a really bad you know, analogy or they're, they're the egg or the, the water, ice and steam, whatever person. Like, How would you explain the Trinity to them knowing that we, like, what we've already covered is that you can't mm-hmm. fully wrap your mind around it. You can't put finite words to an infinite concept because it's God. Mm-hmm. How, is, is there a, a best practices like way to do this? Like, what, how, would, how should we dis- describe the Trinity to a non-believer or to somebody who doesn't understand it? As, say, as if we understand it. <laughs> I, I'd have to say it's indescribable. Like, I don't think we can come up with a better analogy. I mean, there isn't one. So I think you try to explain it to the best you can mm-hmm. and just go, you know, Deuteronomy 29, 29. We're never going to understand it fully, yeah. but it's very evidently there. You know, and you read through yeah. the scriptures that we talked about today. And no, I think that's key too. I think pointing pointing people back to the scriptures <coughs> and saying, like, read your Bible. Here are some great, helpful verses. Uh I, I would even point some people to some of the old creeds and some of the old confessions because they, mm-hmm. I think Dr. White said it in, in the debate, like we stand on the shoulders of giants. And these are Absolutely. people in history uh, who have poured their whole life, some of them, into understanding you know, the Bible and, and certain aspects of theology. So to just discount all of their work would be foolish. So some of, their, some of those old creeds and confessions can really help to explain concepts that are, are difficult. So that's, I'd probably point people there. Bible first, and then yeah. once you've kind of read through some stuff, then bounce over to some of these creeds and bounce back to the Bible and just, mm-hmm. just keep searching the Scriptures. Yeah, and it just depends on where they are in their walk as well. I mean, if I have somebody that comes to me and I have no idea who they are or what they're about, and they ask me, what is the Trinity? I want to try to wrap my head around it. The first thing I, I want to say, and I don't, this might sound uh, <clears throat> um, maybe like I'm backpedaling on something I said earlier, I mean, but I do want to know, well, well hold on, are you saved? Like, let's cover some, some, some things first. Yeah, where do sure. you stand with Lord right now? Oh, okay. Because before you even wrestle with those things, kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Let, well, I mean, let's major. What is it? Um, major in the majors, don't major in the minors. And I'm not saying that, that the Trinity is minor, but there are certain things that, again, I've been a Christian since I was a kid, and I, 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 I am at. I'm certainly at peace with the idea of the Trinity. Again, I can see it in Scripture. I can't say I understand how it works, but mm-hmm. but if I'm faithful to the text, that that's all we have right now. And so if someone is trying to make sense and say that they can do a Ph.D. writing on it before they commit to, to God, then I'd say, I don't know if you're going to get there. You know, So that's probably another crucial conversation to have first is, is where are you coming at this from? That's right. And if, it's a, if it's a Christian, though, who just wants to lovingly pursue um, in spirit and in truth God, as he said to, then great, do it. But that's something, and I guess that. But I would say just it's be be faithful to the text. It's a frustrating mm-hmm. topic. Um, get ready for that. That's a good point. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, man. I think. Oh, I don't know how much more we could do. We could go forever on the right. tree. We probably could. There's like we have tons of verses. Uh, there's lots more questions. Hey, if you want to uh, read some of those questions, head on over to hearyekings.com/slash/christianbasics. You can read those questions. You can reference all those verses for yourself. They're all there. We really just want to encourage you to be reading that. And, uh, yeah, stay with us. We're going to be right back right after this commercial break. Dr. Handy, thank you so much, man. Yes. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Good stuff. Let's do this. 
Are you tired of sitting around not knowing what to do? Why don't you head on over to AYKings.com? That's right, AYKings.com for the latest, greatest in Christian podcasting. And when you're done with that, head over to Facebook at AYKings and Twitter, AYKings and Instagram at AYKings. This ad was paid for by the Royal Treasury of the AYKings in the hopes that you would hear the name AYKings so many times that you wouldn't be able to get it out of your mind until you subscribe to the AYKings. Well, as Derek mentioned, we're, we're just scratching the surface here. There's so much more to uncover. So pick up your Bible, read through these verses. We live in an amazing time. There have been some great mighty men of God that have come before us, and there are incredible resources out there. Pick up Wayne Grimm's book, 20 Basics Every Christian Should Know. Pick up his Systematic Theology book, James White's written a book, YouTube videos. There's a great, just a slew of resources out there. That's right. uh, dive deeper into this topic. Grab somebody, grab a friend. Hit up a coffee shop and, and talk more about this together. Um, and of course, join us next week. Got next some week. exciting to <laughs> next, <laughs> week. next week. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, We're going to be talking about what is creation. No, no, is so it, to clarify, it's not like what is creation in like what is the debate between creation and evolution. Sure. But like what is the creation that we live in? Right. Like, we like live the on, fact that the earth yeah. is flat. Oh, so, my, no. No, no. <laughs> oh, I'm flat coming with some ammo. We're going to discuss this. Yeah. Maybe Avatar got it right. Maybe. Maybe they. No. Is God nope. in the mountains and the trees? I don't know. We're going to find out next week. So that's uh, what is creation? What is creation? We got, we got, a, we got a guest on that one? I think hey. we do. I think it's I think it's uh, Mr. Zach. Mr. Ooh. Zach Harris. He's a awesome. local dude. He's a nice guy. Yeah. And he's an outdoorsman, so this will be great. I think know? that, yeah, that was kind of what my, my thought was. Lush, I, lush hair as well. He, oh, oh, I, think he, I think he goes beautiful. hiking once in a while. My, the only hiking I do is up to my third floor apartment. So <laughs> I'm excited to have him on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Go to www.hearyekings.com or... Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, wherever radical podcasts like ours are sold. Radical. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Josiah D as in the man Walker or <laughs> Derek at Derek underscore Earl and both of us together at Here Ye Kings. That's right. That's right. And as always, thank you guys for joining us. Our mission is to proclaim the message of the king. And when the culture wants to come out and play king of the Here Ye Hill, we're going to take the hill every time because we're the Here Ye Kings. Our verse today comes through John 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Until next week, this is JD saying, Long live our King. Amen.